No pain, no gain. Come on, Al, go for the burn. I'd rather go for the donuts. <laughs> Come on, time for leg lifts. One, two, three, four, five. How does that feel, Al? Al. Hi, this is Kim Endo, and I'm a big-ass runner from Carrollton, Texas. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trial runners from all over the world. Now, here's your host, Jeff Harrell. Well, thank you, Kim. As always, excellent introduction. And as Kim said, my name is Jeff Harrell. This is the Big Ass Runner Trail Running Podcast, episode number 185. We have a fun show for you today. We're going to talk about... Two films that you do not want to miss. The first one is a film you can find on YouTube, and it is very trail runner friendly. I want to tease it a little bit, but it is an awesome film. I will we'll talk about it. I'll point you to it. I won't give everything away. I'll talk about a few of my takeaways after watching the film. It is fantastic. And then on segment two, the second film we're going to talk about is one that you would go to the theater to watch, and it is trail running, I guess adjacent in some ways. It's really more about life lessons, and as trail runners, we are 360-degree people. Trail running is part of who we are, not all of who we are, and there was a movie that I saw recently I just wanted to share with the Big S Runner Herd. So that's segment number two. But first, <laughs> I hope you had a great holiday. You know, we're back into 2024. We're back into the grind. If you work, you're back into the working life. I'm sure for you, like it was for me, it was hard to get going again. I took the week between Christmas and New Year's off. And so it was hard to get kind of back in the swing of things, but we're, we're back in it. You know, we're all high achievers doing big things, wanting to achieve things. And so we're all back in it. But I hope you had at least a chance to take a break and to perhaps reflect on your year. 2023 for me was a very up and down year. I think there were probably a few more downs than a normal year for me, unfortunately. Between injuries and disappointments with not being able to run, with obviously the death in my family, we had some cancer diagnosis in my family, but we also had three weddings, so definitely some high points. And I got to go to a few races, got to go to, as you guys know, Western States. So there were certainly some ups and downs like every year. And I was just thinking, you know, year, if you think about your year and you reflect on it, you think about the ups and downs, the things that you learn, the things that you want to perhaps continue 
don't know if you've ever done this exercise. It's sort of the start, stop, continue exercise. What are the things you want to start? What are the things you want to stop? And what are the, some of the things you want to continue? And so I don't have a list for you today, but I'm just thinking through that. What are the things that I want to start start doing? I want to start lifting more weights, building more muscle, as an example. What are the things you want to stop? I definitely want to stop scrolling on social media. Bad habit of doing that. And what do you want to continue? Man, I've had just so many sweet family moments this year in 2023. And I want to continue that building and kind of investing in family. We're in a a fun season of life where we're empty nesters, but we have kids close by and coming home all the time and a grandbaby and another grandbaby on the way. It's just a fun time. And I want to continue pouring into my family. So what are you thinking about as you think about 2023? What do you want to start? What do you want to stop? What do you want to continue? And with that, let's get going on episode number 185 with the Big Ass Runner. First film I want to talk about is a trail running documentary of sorts. And it's by someone that you're probably familiar with, who I've run across a few times. I first saw him out at Bandera, and I also saw him at Black Canyon. He's at a lot of the big events. He's a trail runner, but he's also a filmmaker a podcaster as well. His name is Billy Yang. And this film by Billy, and first of all, Billy always creates excellent work, in my opinion. And this one is called Like a Lead Balloon, 30 Hours at the Leadville 100. He released this a couple of months ago, so this isn't brand spanking new, but fairly new. And, and as you might expect from the title, he does a kind of a mini documentary around the Leadville 100. And if you're not familiar with that race, you probably are, but if you're not, it is in Leadville, Colorado. It is a hundred mile race. It's a 50 mile down and 50 miles back. Incredibly beautiful part of the country. As you probably know, I've talked about a lot. I love Colorado. It's fantastic. But here's how they describe the Leadville 100. It's a brutal out and back ultra marathon that will push even the toughest runners to their limits. The course starts and finishes in Leadville, Colorado, but the true challenge is the rugged and unrelenting terrain along the way. I think unrelenting is the key word. There's never much of a break. Not that I've run this. I've not run this race. I'd love to someday, but 
from what I hear and from what I've observed, unrelenting, technical, lot of vert, lot of up and down, very little. Okay, I'm going to catch my breath. I'm going to kind of chill on this section. It is fairly unrelenting. It is a 100-mile race, as I mentioned, at 50-mile down and back. It is a 30-hour cutoff. It's a tough race. A lot of DNF because of time, obviously because of other reasons as well, the GI and all, all the other things we all know about. But time tends to be a pretty big factor in this one because of how hard it is. So there's a little bit of the setup of the race itself. Now, the story is very interesting. And one reason I wanted to share it with a big-ass runner herd, because, you know, a lot of these trail running and ultra running documentaries follow elite athletes and I love them and I, and I love to observe the elite athletes because you learn from them. You aspire to be perhaps more like them, but this is very different. In fact, this was done in a partnership with La Sportiva and I believe it was a bit of a contest. A, you send in an essay and they picked one and did the documentary based on this essay. And his name is Jeff Beecham. He is from Dallas, Georgia. And he's an everyday runner, just like you and me. In fact, he didn't get into running until he met some friends who were super active. And similar to my story, they started running and he just sort of fell in love with it. He's a wealth manager, which I'm like, man, I wish I had some wealth to manage, but he's a wealth manager. He owns his own business. Pretty ordinary dude, three kids and a wife, and they picked his essay. And it follows along, and he reads the essay along, but it's it's super well done. It's a typical Billy Yang film, and I think Billy gets better and better as technology and drone footage and all the cool shots you can now get of the terrain and the experience. It's everything you want in a trail running, ultra running video, the aid stations, the ringing of the cowbells, the tears, the laughs, the blood, fixing the feet, the whole thing is part of this. And that's what I love. But I think the thing I love the most, as I mentioned, is this is just about an ordinary dude. In fact, he had never run even 50 miles. I think his longest, I believe, was a 50K. And so this is not a seasoned elite athlete. This really is your everyday runner. And there's a few things, as I mentioned, that I wrote down that I just really, really liked. One I've already mentioned, that it's not an elite athlete. It's an everyday runner. So that's one. Two, as I mentioned also before, I've, I've given away all my all my thoughts here already. Let the proverbial cat out of the bag. It's just really well made. It's great footage, great shots. Typical Billy Yang. Not a lot. You're not you're like, okay, when when's this story going to get moved along? I think it's a 20-minute, maybe even 18 and a half minutes or so. So it's not super long, but you get a lot of story. He goes into the story of Jeff and kind of what led him to write the essay. 
He kind of compares himself to a lead balloon, which is very interesting. And I don't want to give too much away. I'm going to play a little clip here in a second. But the third thought, and again, I mentioned this already, is his friends got him into running and specifically ultra running. And I think that's happened to a lot of us is people that were around or friends encourage us to do a race and we kind of maybe begrudgingly try one and just enjoy it and do another and another. And before you know it, you're hooked. Fourth observation is that stories are powerful. Jeff has a very powerful story, but we all have a powerful story. It's unique to us. We all have our own interesting and unique story. And I think more stories need to be told. If Jeff didn't get the opportunity to do this documentary and win this contest with La Sportiva, his friends and family would know his story, but others would not. And I think others would not have learned or been impacted by the things that he went through in his life. And he talks about that his childhood and how they didn't have much money and they just had to kind of claw and scratch to survive and how those were life lessons that he took into his adulthood and his business and even started to apply in ultra running. And he had a really significant event in his life that he talks about. I don't want to give away. I want you to go watch it. And he was able to handle that because of some of the lessons he had learned growing up and just developing grit and determination and this attitude to not give up. So stories are powerful. And then what I think my, probably my favorite part, I'm actually going to play this part here in a second, is something we talk about a lot on this show is understanding your why. Why are you here? Why do you run? Why do you toe the line? Why do you put in the training? Why do you put in the nutrition, work, your plan, show up, get it done, have some downtimes, maybe miss a couple of runs, but get right back up and toe the line again? Why do you do that? If your why is super clear, sure, it certainly makes it a lot easier to stay the course, to stay focused. And Jeff talks about his why. And listen listen to that real quick. Why are you here? I'm here to set an example for my children. I'm here because I committed to give this my best. I'm here to finish. I'm here to take another small step of reminding myself that I deserve to be here, that I'm worth it, that my past doesn't define me. That's why I'm here. So great. So great. Again, I want to give you just a taste of this. I want you to go watch it. I don't want to give too much away. But I think you'll really be blessed by this documentary if you're a trail running fan or even if you're not it is super powerful there are some some life lessons some observations 
some things I think you will take away that will really, really bless you. So highly, highly recommend. Go check out on YouTube. It's called Like a Lead Balloon, 30 Hours at the Leadville 100 by the great Billy Yang. We'll have you signed up for Grasslands. As you know, we are huge fans of Blaze Trails and the races that they put on. And Grasslands is a great one, especially if you're looking for one either. You're looking for one to perhaps do your first ultra. Or perhaps you're trying to maybe get a PR. The course is very runnable. There's some sand you got to worry about from time to time. Soft, though. No rocks. At least on most of the course, you get to see cows and open gates. It's amazing. It's March 16th, and it is in the North Texas area. So if you're looking for a destination or you're in this area and can drive in, make sure you do so. Lots of options. So they've got a 100-miler, a 50-miler, a marathon, and a half marathon. I've done the half marathon, I think, three times. All three times, fantastic. And then if you want to stick around on Sunday, they're doing a 15K on Sunday. It is amazing. Go to blazetrails.com and sign up for the Grasslands Trail Run on March 16th. See you there. Do you enjoy going to the movies? I do. I love going to the movies. I know these days you can watch a lot of things in the comfort of your home, but there's just something about going to the movie theater, getting the popcorn. And by the way, we mentioned this when we went to the movies this last week. Remember the days when you had to just show up to a box office, stand in line, buy your tickets at the box office, Stand in another line. They let you in to the movie theater. And then there's the race for the seats. You might get a good seat. You might not. Usually the seats are kind of, there's spaces in between. So it's not super efficient. Maybe you end up in the front row. The seats were hard metal with maybe a little bit of a foam seat. Remember that experience? We still went. We still loved it. We didn't know. But now... Now you can buy them online. You pick the seat you want. They've got the reclining seats, the heated seat. If you want a pro tip, bring a blanket. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Show up when you want to. Your seat will be there waiting for you. It's expensive. I remember when I went to the movies in high school, even early college, it was two bucks. A little more than that now, although if you go to, on Tuesdays at the theater near me, the Cinemark, North McKinney, $6 on Tuesday, fantastic deal. That's what we've been doing. We've been doing Tuesday night movies. We've seen several over the last few weeks. We saw Napoleon, didn't, didn't like it. It was okay. Good battle scenes. Very clunky movie, though. Very, very, very clunky. Move really slowly. 
But the movie we saw last week was awesome. And I wanted to share it with you because for a while, for a lot of reasons. And it's a story, it's about wrestling, but it's really not about wrestling. It's a true story about the Von Erich brothers, and it's called The Iron Claw. Have you seen it? Highly, highly recommend. It's a true story. Now, the Von Erich brothers, very popular in the wrestling world, but also very popular here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area because they were from Denton. They were here and they were at, just as I grew up in my you know junior high, high school days, very prominent. Carrie Von Erich was just this Greek god figure, 6'2", at the time that was big, 6'2", whatever he was but very popular and well-known family here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I think, and I would love to hear from those that don't live in this area, had you heard of or have you heard of the Von Erich family, the wrestling family? You've got the father, Fritz. He was a wrestler and he never quite made it to the, and by the way, I'm not a wrestling fan and, I don't know how it quite works. I know it's quote unquote fake. They talk a little bit about it in the movie. There's a lot of pre-planning that happens. And I don't know how you advance and become popular. Maybe just it's part of your, your stick that you have your, you know, how do you become the Hulk Hogan? I don't know how it all works quite frankly, but Fritz von Erich, the dad, he never made it to the heavyweight championship. He never was able to become a champion. And that plays a big role in the movie because he then wanted that for his kids. He had six kids and all of them boys. I don't want to go into too many details because if you don't know the story, I don't want to spoil it. But it's about the Von Erich brothers. And by the way, their real name is Atkinson and Von Erich was Fritz's mom's maiden name. So he took it from that side of the family and they became the Von Erichs. They made history in the wrestling world. The Von Erich brothers, Carrie and Kevin and David and Mike. There's two other brothers as well. They became fairly famous, and this is happening all in the early 80s, and it really is a story of tragedy and triumph. And I have a few takeaways, kind of life lessons I want to share, but but a few things I want to address before we get to that. And by the way, the, the signature move, the reason the movie is called The Iron Claw, Fritz created this signature move where we take his hand and spread out his fingers into a claw and he would place this iron claw on his opponent's forehead and squeeze. And that became known as the iron claw, which is why that is the name of the movie. And a couple of interesting kind of anecdotes. One is apparently they 
came quite often to Frisco where I'm, I live in the, the near, very close to Frisco and we have good friends who lived in Frisco. And they're like, yeah, I remember they would come quite often and perform at the Frisco high school gymnasium. And in fact, I had a friend and this was verified. I don't have this. So a friend of mine, Christian, who grew up in Frisco said, Hey, I have a friend. And she verified this story. She was like 15 years old, this friend, female friend, was there to see the Von Erics. And in walks Carrie, and he's he was the famous one, the most famous. They're all famous, but most famous. He did become eventually world champion. I'm not giving too much away. But he's walking in. He reaches over, grabs... I think her name is Jennifer and gives her a big smack on the lips and keeps on going and enters the ring. She was 15 years old. Can you imagine the trouble you'd get into now if that happened? Little anecdote, little story. That was just the times. That was the 80s. It was a little bit crazy. But a wild scene. And the wrestling scene was a wild scene. And the Sportatorium in downtown Dallas is where a lot of this took place. A lot of these events took place. But here's a few things, and this is more specific to the movie. There's a couple of, actually three actors you probably know that are part of the cast. Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen White. If you don't know that name, if you watch the show The Bear, and he's also been in a few other things. And then Lily James, who was in, who I loved in Yesterday seen that she's been in a lot of other things too but i don't know what's happened to zach efron i th- i heard that he broke his jaw and got plastic surgery but something has happened he's done something to his face he's huge in this movie muscle wise like almost to the point where like is he wearing a muscle like shirt not shirt but you know, are they are they putting muscles on top of his body, like fake muscle? He is humongous, just absolutely huge muscle-wise. And his face just doesn't look right. I don't, I, I want to be sensitive if it's a true condition, but I feel like he did some plastic surgery that he shouldn't have done. And he was such a handsome guy. And I guess he still is. He just, he looks interesting. He looks very interesting. See if you have that reaction when you watch this so that's one one observation if he did plastic surgery you shouldn't have zach you look great as you were if it's because of a broken thing my my apologies but man he just looks odd number two jeremy allen white great actor but he is and by the way zach efron is kevin von eric the second oldest brother Jeremy Allen White plays Carrie Von Erich, who is this, as I said before, this Greek god, huge blonde hair, muscles, larger than life. Everyone That was the one everyone loved. I remember as a kid, Jeremy Allen White is 5'7", and just doesn't have the physique. I feel like this was a terrible cast. They miscast this character. Nothing against Jeremy Allen White as an actor. He actually was great in the movie. 
but I just never bought that he was Carrie Von Eric. I just couldn't buy it. He just, he's just too little. Carrie Von Eric was this huge, huge guy. So there's observation number two. Bad casting. Everything else, everybody else seemed to fit. Zach Efron was great as Kevin, but Jeremy Allen White, not so much. And then Lily James is, I guess my observation is she's just been good in everything I've seen. Now, I've not seen all of her films, but she, when, whenever she was on the screen, she just brought light and life. And I really enjoyed Yesterday, if you've seen that movie. So she was great. So gr- bad casting on Jeremy Allen White. Thumbs up. Great casting on Lily James. She plays Kevin's wife in the movie. Okay. Great movie. I don't want to give too much away. You need to go see it. But here are five takeaways that I wanted to share with you. And hopefully it gives you enough to say, I want to go see this film. It's not the greatest film in the world. Probably it's not going to win any awards. I just enjoyed it. I liked it because it's a story. It's a story about a family. And it's a story about a family who went through some really up high highs and low lows. So number one, the impact of a father. Fritz von Erich was incredibly domineering. Very, very hard. There was a lot of love, but there was a very, very hard and harsh and critical conditions placed on these kids. And the impact of a father can be dramatic. And kids want to please their dad. And you can use that, I think, for good, or you can use that for bad. And you'll find out which happened in the movie. But man, the impact of a father can be dramatic, both in a positive way and unfortunately in a negative way as well. Number two, related to that, I think as as a dad, I really read in a parent for that matter, for those of you who are, are parents or you can speak into people, the words you use and the way that you speak into someone and uh, the things that you focus on and encourage them in can have such a big impact. We see in this film that the way that both the father and the mother spoke into these kids' lives really had an incredible impact, an impact that could bring life or in some cases could and did destroy. So man, being being able to speak life and be a positive influence and speak positive things. I, th- I thought about trail running and having a great crew and how, you know, a great crew speaks energy and life and encouragement and overcome and grit and determination. Like on the first film we talked about and the words you use and the way that you use them can have such an impact on the way you speak life or can destroy. So that's number two. Number three, dealing with difficult things. How do you handle difficult situations? We see in this film 
a variety of ways that the brothers and the father and mother, for that matter, dealt with difficult situations. Did they meet it head on and try to overcome and power through with grit, determination? Did they try to numb through medication or other things? Did they just deny and act like and put their head in the sand that they weren't going through these difficult things. There were several times in the movie where something was about to happen, either good or bad. And the, the mother would say that's between you and your brother. She had an opportunity to help them deal with these difficult situations. Again, to go back to number three, speak life into and did not. So how do you deal with difficult situations when difficult things come your way? How do you deal with them? This movie really shows you a variety of ways to maybe do, probably not do, but that's number four. How do you deal with difficult things? And lastly, number five, follow your dreams, not someone else's. Each of the brothers had a dream. Some of them had a dream of becoming a world champion wrestler. Some of them had different dreams. One of them had a dream of becoming a musician. And unfortunately, as you'll find out in the movie, they tended to follow or feel forced to follow their father's dreams for them and not their own. And how unfortunate that is. So that's my last takeaway. Follow your dreams, not someone else's. Well, it's a great movie. I highly, highly recommend, as I mentioned. Again, it's not going to win all the awards, but if you're just looking for a good movie that makes you think, it's probably going to make you cry. And it's dealing with some tough things. Again, some some heart heartaches, some tragedy, but also some triumph. Go check it out. The Iron claw well believe it or not that is the end of episode number 185 of the big ass runner Hopefully you enjoyed that little different episode. Two films you must see. The first one, Like a Lead Balloon, 30 Hours at Leadville 100 by Billy Yang. And the second one, The Iron Claw, available in theaters now. Go check them out. I think you'll really, really enjoy that. Thank you also to Kim Endo for that fantastic introduction. And as always, thanks to our audio engineer who makes us sound so good. It's Steve Sasparilla Saunders. Excellent! Well, with that, get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. See little buddy with the earring and the makeup. Yeah, man, that's his own hair. Yeah, little buddy's got his own jet airplane. Yeah, man, he's a million. It certainly makes it a lot more easier, a lot more easier. 
Sure, it certainly makes it a lot easier. Pretty, 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 pretty good.